0: You betcha she did, is sponsored by John Erline Photo. Ladies, it's time to put your best face forward. Your headshot should reflect the confidence and professionalism that you bring to the table. I understand that having your photo taken can be a little nerve wracking, maybe even a little uncomfortable. That's why John Erline Photo is here to coach you every step of the way. With a gentle and supportive approach, John's expertise as an expression coach. Will guide you to a headshot that truly captures your unique personality and professionalism. Over 100 five star reviews can attest to the fact that John Erline Photo has helped hundreds of people feel comfortable and confident in front of his camera. Myself included, I love the headshots I got from John. Everyone deserves to have a headshot that they love, and John is here to make that happen. Book your appointment now at www.johnerlinephoto.com. That's J-O-N-E-R-L-I-E-N photo.com. Your image is worth investing in. Did she really do that? You betcha she did. Hello and welcome back to You Betcha She Did, the podcast where female entrepreneurs and women who have paved the way share their wit and wisdom. Today's guest is a woman named Meg Calvin, who is a writing and marketing coach. And she is here to give us tons of tips on how to write content if you don't feel like it, how to get your brand going, and just how to be a better writer in general. Meg, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Reyna. I'm so honored to be here among all of the other amazing trailblazers of guests that you had <laughs>
0: excellent I am glad you're here as well um I don't I used to be an English teacher back back in the day so i I know a fair amount about editing and writing but writing to be honest was never my strong suit um give us a little background like how did you become a writing coach was it I was a passion of yours yes so
1: I can remember second grade I finally loved school <laughs> and there was a lot of um there was a lot of emotional stuff happening in my family in the early childhood. That's another episode for another day. And so because of that, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really like school. But second grade, I had Mr. Spriggs. He was amazing. And he let me write my own stories for show and tell. Aww, so my show and tell was so always cool. stories. And he told so cool. And he told my mom, Your daughter's gonna be a comedian. And he he manifested that. He spoke that into being. He cast that vision for me. And it's been so fun to him, to include wit and in, in my brand as a writing and marketing coach. So yes, for as long as I can remember, was always drawn to words. Thir- at thirteen, started preaching. Did theater at age six, but at thirteen, started writing pre oh, um, wow. sermons. And my grandparents were missionaries, and they'd take me around to conferences and churches, and I would. I was a show pony. We can analyze the, the health of that later too. But uh, but yeah, so I went to seminary and was a minister in the Mainline Protestant Church for 15 years. Chose my seminary based on curriculum writing and pastoral care. And so, yeah, that was that that started paving the paving the way. Wow.
0: yeah, that's really interesting. I would have never guessed that. And so now you're here, you know, as a digital online um, writing and marketing coach for entrepreneurs everywhere. What do you think are like the biggest yes. hurdles that you find, you know, within your clients or even within yourself with writing?
1: From my experience, uh, seven years in the game of publishing, first book got picked up in 2017. So I've worked with publishers um, and now I have my own package that is the ideal experience for authors to build their brand and write an Amazon best-selling book in six to 12 months. And it has everything covered that an author needs. Okay. Back to the question, Meg. (laughs) So after seven years in the game and three years of coaching and 34 clients, what I have never seen is a block that is brought on by a lack of talent or a lack of a good idea or really even a lack of time. The block, the biggest hurdle is usually around one of the following to mention a few. These are really common. We have forgotten how how to have fun, how to feel pleasure, And so, if we get a little new, if we get a little new agey, creativity and sensuality live in the same place within us. And if we have for and play, being playful, being mindful, those are all, they all come from the same spot within us. And so, we have, when we've forgotten how to have fun, forgotten how to play, that can be a cause of writer's block. That's so interesting Um, because. Mm-hmm. I mean, it makes
0: sense. And I I see that. <laughs> I can hear your dogs. That's okay. I um I see that in myself and a lot of people like you're so focused on your business that you don't, I don't know, you, you get too serious and like, yeah, you don't want to have fun. You don't want to play. Oh, and interesting, like, I, I agree, we probably all need more play in our lives. So that's, so that's one of the things people need to just kind of relax more, have fun with the creative process. What else do you see in terms of um, mm-hmm. what brings writer's block on?
1: A limiting belief around their identity. And so a limiting belief that has been brought up because they, they were a D student in school or they weren't as smart as their sister. And so we get, or they were told they weren't as smart as their They, they might've been told things like you're the fun sister and she's the smart sister. And so we get to get under into the deep subconscious blocks that have Wired us to believe certain things about ourselves. And so there's, there's a limiting belief around their identity. And, um, another block that comes up is we have forgotten how we, we have forgotten or we were never taught, or we are simply wired to be so high energy and we're, we're very much a kinesthetic heartbeat, like a hummingbird kind of learner. So we do not know how to, not that there are tools that can prevent you from even having to sit down to write your book, the Otter app, the talk to text speech, a file, read it back to you. There's all these tools, but there's also a way of being that we can get into to begin to be introspective and reflective. And, and so that the landing that plane, another block is either, um, have forgotten how to be introspective and still in reflective, or it's a genuine struggle. And so, that's another, that's another block. And that we get to, that we get to um, adjust the, look at the environment, look at what's taking place before the author sits down to work to get over that, to get over that block. Is there
0: ever like a magic formula for writing? You know what I mean? Or like a magic time of day. It's like, get up, your ideas are freshest in the morning or it's just, it's different for everybody. I don't know. But if there's a magic formula, let me know (laughs) what it is. Yes, I love
1: how you asked that. I'm reminded. I'm reminded of the author Cheryl Strayed, who has written many things. Most popular, the movie that Reese Witherspoon made and directed, Wild, based on Cheryl Strayed's memoir, phenomenal memoir. Cheryl Strayed, she has always been told, you have to write every day. You want to be a great writer, you got to write every day. And she argues against that, and she, because she doesn't, what she does is she binge writes. So once a month, she leaves her family, tells the kids and the spouse. I'll see you. It's Friday. I'll see you Monday. She goes to a hotel, goes to a hotel in her own town and then she binge writes uninterrupted from motherhood and marriage, just binge writes the whole weekend as long as she wants in this hotel room. So I bring that up to say, one thing that I love to help my writers figure out, and we use personality tests and learning style tests. We look at human design and the Enneagram. Like, how are they wired? And then we use that to set them up for success. So that means there's no right way to write. Some of my clients are daily writers. And so we have a word count goal according to that. Some are once a week writers. Some are night owls. Some are early birds. And um, so the, I think the, the, if there was a magic formula, it would be, take time to figure out how you are wired and then pick a routine and an environment that that honors that and be be you be true be true to okay. you
0: yeah I love that it's like figure out what's what's gonna work with you and your personality don't try to be anything other than that and uh, you'll you'll find your groove yes oh and I think I think this this just
1: download just hit me which is if, if all the trendy hacks for writers and the mechanics and the nuts and bolts aren't working for you, that, that not, not for you, but for anyone listening and for, or when they don't speaking from experience, when they don't work for me, I get to sit in the question and get curious of, is there a deeper subconscious block happening here? And if that's the case, then the, the mechanics and the nuts and bolts and all the tactical, practical steps won't work until you, you get clear on what subconsciously is going on here, and
0: so yeah, yeah. So you just gotta dig in those those layers a little bit, see what's going on. This podcast is for anyone, really, but especially entrepreneurs and women leaders. And so, you know, a few of them are definitely writers, but not not all of them obviously want to write a book, but they do. You know, as leaders and entrepreneurs, they have to write for websites, definitely social media, um, perhaps newsletters, blogs, and so on. So, what kind of tips do you have? you know, how do you write content when you don't feel like it? You know, often it's, you know, you're like, oh, it's today I just don't feel like it. Or I know I have to get, I have to promote my viewpoint. But um, do you have any tips for that? Especially if you're, don't identify yes. as a writer?
1: Definitely, definitely. So the the first, this, this might be, this first tip might be, no, I'm not going to say that.
0: Okay. Yeah, I am going to say that.
1: <laughs> This first might be like common common sense to so many of your listeners. And that is to – so if it is, I apologize. Just it'll be a reminder for some to switch our perspective about marketing. For an example, Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. We know him. We love him. He's amazing. And he, before Jamie Foxx and Taylor Swift discovered him, he – was committed to showing up and playing at these at the train stations in the UK. And so what we get to and then he got he was providing value for people up front, value up front. There was no monetary investment. He was serving with his gifts. And then he he was discovered and Jamie Foxx, Taylor uh, invited him on the red tour, yada, yada. Now he is, he's making money to provide for all his, his children and his wife, and he's happy. So why do I tell that Ed Sharon story? When that shift from marketing happens to social media, organic social media marketing or emailing my list once a week, whatever that is for you, this is in a sense me being Ed Sharon and and offering value at the train station, knowing that. It, and so shifting, sh- making that shift was really, has, has been helpful to me over the past five years. And then to my clients as well, that this is what marketing gets to be. it serving other people, building authentic relationships, cultivating conversation around something you have passion about. And then once that shift happens to, it's no longer me asking for money. It's no longer me saying buy my stuff. My save me. I ideal ideal client, save me. It's no longer that head and heart space. It's I'm serving you with value added up front. I'm building a relationship. I'm tapping into my Ed Sharon and, and viewing this as a it's um so many of my clients are author are also coaches or counselors, or they want, or they want speaking gigs. And so once they shift to Oh, this! I have to market this week. I have to do my seven. I have to do my five to six posts this week. Oh, I have to. But once they shift to, oh, this is this is a stage. Social media, like doing reels, is a stage. And so, um, that that making that first perspective shift about marketing is really really helpful. And um, I think also inside of that mindset shift is the belief that if the idea is within you to create a course. To launch a course, to create a masterclass, to to speak, to coach, whatever your business is doing, essential oils, whatnot, if that idea is within you, it's there for two reasons. And I wholeheartedly believe this, and we see it if people are of, of religious faith, we see it in religious scriptures, and we see it also in quantum physics, that there's this, there's this connection that if the to others, that if this idea is within me, it's there for two reasons. One to bring me joy of creating it, and the other Is because someone outside of me is desperately hungry and waiting to be served by that idea. So I need, I need to birth it for them. So coming back home to the, as, uh, the guy on Ted talk snack says, find your why. So those, those, those mindset shifts are huge. Um, okay. So now practical, a practical step. You're like, finally (laughs) get to the practical, Meg, a practical, a practical step of how to write content when it doesn't feel like it is to, be regimented with your time each week. And I know, I know, I know this sometimes if we are like a an Aries or a Cancer or Pisces and we're or we are an Enneagram four, it's so easy to sometimes hide. <laughs> be like I'm an artist. I'm spont I'm happy when I'm spontaneous. Mm-hmm. But what I have I have found the most success in clients and in myself is when we we decide not to hide behind our label, whatever that label is, and we're more committed to our results than our reasons. And we learn to dance, the best artists dance the spectrum of structure and chaos. And so one practical tip is regardless of your zodiac sign or your Enneagram number or whatever the most trendy personality test is right now, um, regardless of your label Being committed to your results and not your reasons and saying, I'm going to commit to a content calendar. I have a tip here. I promise I'm going to land the plane. I'm going to commit to a content calendar. I'm going to commit to this time checking in. Do I want to batch create over the weekend? All six posts, two hours in the weekend? Or do I want to do 20 minutes a day, one post a day on my platforms? Then committing to that space. And then if 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 you are a personality type that doesn't like structure here's a tip for you. And that is in a, what I train my clients in is 12 to 16 types of posts, this depending on book genre. And so for some personality types who really want to be the, the artist and the, the spontaneous one, um, what we do is they they write the types of posts on little slips of paper, then they put all those slips of paper in a bowl. And then they do they do commit to Monday morning these two hours I'm gonna do, I'm gonna batch create my post for organic social media marketing, but I'm gonna draw the post out of this bowl. And so there there gives that feeling of spontaneity and chaos and fluidity in it while they're still committed. So that honors the part of their brain that is wired to be the artist, if you will. And so I'm gonna pause because I've been rambling okay. for a while.
0: That that's a I like that tip a lot. I'm I love routine. I'm a very like Organized, coordinated person, but I love uh, that whole idea of having a—I don't know, a plethora of ideas at your fingertips where you can just pull from one. Because sometimes, yeah, you do get—I <laughs> oh, don't know—writer's block, I guess, or something, inspiration block, and you need a pool of ideas to to stem from. So that that sounds good to me. And now a quick word from our sponsor. Besides being the host of You Betcha, she did. I am also the brains behind the Ladies First Digital Media Company, which amplifies women's voices through podcasts and YouTube channels. If you are a woman business owner, a coach, or a thought leader, you should seriously consider starting a podcast or YouTube channel to grow your business. This is a surefire way to find and grow your niche audience, and there's no time like the present to get started. As an experienced YouTube and podcast producer, I can help you launch your show manage it, as well as help you grow it through proven strategies. If you want to know more, set up a 15-minute discovery call with me, Raina Rokiki. Check the show notes for the link or visit my website at www.ladiesfirstdigitalmedia.com. Now's the time to get your voice out there.
1: Yes, yes, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the same as you. I love love structure, love routine so much. And I'm also, um, I I am one that do I I do believe, I I was poking fun at zo- astrology, but I do also honor it and believe it. And I honor it and believe it so much, and I make fun of it because I myself am a sun sign Cancer, moon sign Pisces, rising Taurus. So at my core, <laughs> I am an artist. I'm a very into I'm just a big giant sack of emotion and intuition. However, I've learned to have a successful business. I have to be committed to, to my results more than I am more committed to my reasons. And so, um, so that's why I can poke fun because I, I've been there. I did, I used to spiritually bypass the responsibility of my business because of my, my label, yeah. my sign. Okay. Well,
0: good. Speaking right from experience there. Right from experience. <laughs> yes. Well, Let's... um, one of the other things you help your clients with is building their brand, um, online, which, which is a, can be a really large endeavor at times. Talk us through that a little bit. Like, what tips do you have, or any um, must-do steps for people? This is very interesting. Dolly Parton comes Dolly to Burton. mind. She's great.
1: Yes, so great. Did Did you know she has a song that's in a vault, and in twenty forty five, it's to be taken out of the vault and no, played for everybody? But I Love
0: that. That's awesome. I'm, okay, twenty forty five. Yeah, yeah here we totally. Come. I'm ready. <laughs> 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 me too me too yes so
1: in this has a point i promise i have had some of my clients watch her documentary on netflix it's i am something there's so many lessons there about entrepreneurship regardless of gender but especially if, if you are if you are a woman in that the two actresses that starred with her in nine to five
0: oh lily tomlin and jane fonda right yeah Yes. Yes. Yes.
1: They, they share this story of how they would stay up late at night in the trailers while they were shooting and they talk. But there was the, the line that had the biggest energy pocket for me that jumped out at me as I was watching that documentary was, um, Lily Tomlin said, we never saw Dolly. I'm getting chills. Um, we never, we never saw Dolly without her makeup and hair perfect. She would stay up late into the hours with us. We would be in jammies totally in our full, full natural beauty and, and just chill and relax and talking late into the night. And then um, Dolly would be fully made up. Then she'd go to bed. And then when everyone would wake up, others would be like slowly getting ready and no makeup, no hair done. But Dolly would, no one ever saw Dolly without her full alter ego, if you will, who she is on stage. And I feel that, oh, I don't know if I want to say this next part, but I do feel like I want to. I feel like that served Dolly then in the game to protect herself that way, and we obviously still need boundaries and whatnot. But I think now, for content creators, for online business owners, um, we are we ha- there is a giant shift that is happening from this age of information where we're content overloaded, and we can find we can learn anything on our toilet on Wikipedia, <laughs> which is disgusting, but we all do it, and just clean. Just clean your phone after. Clean it. Clean it. Anyway, so because of that, people do not want to make a monetary value exchange with you until you are trustworthy, until they see you as relatable, until they respect you. Modern day currency 2023 is respect and trust. So why did I bring up Dolly? Because when it comes to building your brand now, my opinion, open to being wrong, maybe it's not for everybody, is... Bring all of yourself to your brand. There, there are post types that are called, that I teach that are called personality types of posts. And it's once a week, has nothing to do with your brand. It is just about you as a person. And it's maybe playing Uno with your kid at the coffee shop. If you're comfortable with that, it is showing you as relatable, trustworthy and respectful. And, and when I say that, I am not, no way implying take your drama to your ideal target audience member. Not what I'm saying at all, because you have a support system and a therapist and a coach and a lover for all that. But bring bring all of yourself to your brand, your quirks, your hobbies, um, your personal philosophies. Th- that is what aligning with that and then bringing as much as you're comfortable, bringing that to your audience is going to make you magnetic. So now you're not only and a trusted guide in the trenches who knows your stuff, that your brand is built around, but you're also very relatable and trustworthy and respectful. Yeah, I agree
0: 100%. You you really like to get myself included Um, to like know people. I put that in air quotes, but like know people like know who they are beyond just the company. It does, I don't know. It makes, there's like Mm -hmm. a bond that forms through the clouds (laughs) together, but it helps. It definitely helps. yes.
1: Oh, totally. And it's it's fascinating now to see with I'm 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 a millennial. And um it seems that you are too just by looking at you, but I, I could I'm be on totally the, wrong. I'm I don't the know. Bad,
0: the, I'm an I'm an at the end of Gen X, so almost millennial, but in the little Gen X category. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Same. Same. Yeah. I'm an elder millennial, <laughs> as Eliza
1: um, slash the comedian says. So but it's interesting now with Gen Z to see how marketing Is changing and we see this in TikTok that I'm just now learning. Um, that it's all they don't want it, right? Professional looking. They don't want it formal. They want it and they, they want fun. Fun is the, is the energy, is the frequency of marketing now. It's very, it's fascinating to sit back and watch and, um, yeah, it's, it's it's really interesting where it's going. It is,
0: it will be interesting to see where it ends up in the future because it is, it's more, authentic, I guess I would say more real, definitely fun vibe, but Uh, totally um, very informal, you know, compared to many decades earlier.
1: Yes, yes. Oh, I guess that would be jumping back to two or three questions. That would be another tip for how do I write content? How do I write copy and I don't want to is to check in and think how can I make this fun? Knowing that our attention spans sadly are so short right now. And so, can I, can I, can I make this? What would be a funny joke to make about my industry? Could I make a 15 second reel about that? And then just getting, getting, getting attention, leaning into that shadow work of, I want attention and getting attention. Oh, this person's funny. Going, then they go to your bio and they're
0: like, Oh, she sells essential oils. Yeah. This is awesome yeah, yeah. <laughs> to see where it goes. I, I keep going along with that. I mean, I think it's. Really important too to know your audience and which generation they're in. So, you know, different generations have a different oh, to- um, great point. Feel for what they want and what they expect, I would say. That's 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 so true. That is that
1: is very, very true. Yes, my target audience, all I'm thinking of my youngest client, they yeah, currently have all been a few boomers and then lots of Xers and a few millennials. And so it, um, that's a really, that's a really good point. And I do feel the most at home on Facebook and Instagram as an elder, elder,
0: millennial.
1: (laughs) whatever I am, elder millennial. I I haven't really
0: ventured into the TikTok world myself, even though I was like, someday I'll probably have to go there. But, um, I don't know. There's only so much time for all the things out there.
1: Oh, totally. Totally. If I didn't have a VA, I, um, that it would be really hard for me. I would not be able to do it. Totally. And even if I did, you're right. Getting intentional on where Where is my time best spent in running my business to get the most leads and serve the most people? Well, so totally.
0: Speaking of that, we're starting to wrap up the episode. And I understand you have something you want to offer our listeners today. Yes, 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 yes. So regardless of what
1: your listeners are marketing, anything in the world, what I have is a 20 minute video training called Three Ways to Make Marketing More Fun and Less Frustrating. And so um, that I will, I'll give you that link to share awesome. with them. Thanks so
0: much, Meg. Um, yeah, in the show notes, like always, I'll have links to Meg Kelvin's, all of her social media sites, including the training. So if you would like to get in touch with her, you can easily do that. As always, if you like what you hear on You Betcha She Did, don't forget to share the show with a friend or leave us a positive review on Apple Podcasts. These positive reviews really help listeners find our show. The other great way to spread the love of our show is to share us with a friend and like us on social media. As always, thanks for listening to You Betcha She Did. Have a great rest of your week. Until next time.